AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern. Welcome to Bar Talk. Just another minute with you And I might come through I spent a long time without your touch It'll be a long time until I'm better Still got all the feelings And you should know that I'm still healing Your hands, they need forgiving But you should You are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. I got a feeling for you. I could easily wake up too. 
The summer swims through your eyes No plans, just improvise Yeah Here we are, sunny days No worries, no craze I've been watching you smile And I never wanna see it go away No need for a map again I've learned a lot from you since then Curtains blowing in the breeze again Can you feel it? Sunflowers Growing fast Sunflowers Growing fast Can it last? everybody in the wide wide world that i call your earphones <laughs> welcome to another progressively delicious episode of bar talk episode number 48 to be precise it is me your regular host joining you l han solo this time for uh, just a little bit of you know cheeky goodness between you and me won't tell mum won't tell your sister or your brother or you know, whoever it is, but uh, it's time to slip into that bath, get the bath bubbles going, you know, crack open a cheeky chandelier or a Shiraz or a, or a Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Grigio or uh, whatever other kind of wine you so desire while I caress you through your ear- earphones, earbuds or you know, waterproof speakers, if if that's how you roll with these beautiful tunes and, uh, I guess, my little banters. 
But no, in all seriousness, I want to welcome to welcome you to the latest episode of the Bar Talk podcast here on AMR. Uh, coming to you here from Melbourne, as always, uh, bringing you some of the best new independent tracks from here and across the ditch in New Zealand as well. And of course, um, bring you interviews from some of the awesomest, awesomest independent artists coming out from around these parts. First up, I should get right into it because uh, we've got a cool interview this week. But first up, you came off Asher's new song, Better, and right then, Kanat, uh, I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation already, Katanic with Sunday featuring Jules. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Don't don't execute don't execute me for it. You know, this is this is our thing. We mispronounce after a hundred times it all becomes a bit of a blur. But no, um genuinely really good songs. Um first off the Asher song, great, great bit of like acoustic guitar work with this one. Uh, she's a young singer songwriter. I'm just trying to see where the hell she's from. Um but she's done a lot of stuff over the last couple of years and really, um, yeah, putting out great tunes. Uh, she's from Central Coast, so not far from Sydney, so not bad, not bad. But, yeah, really good um, really good way of incorporating the acoustics into that song. I really did like it. After that, of course, um, we had the Katanak. I think that might be the correct pronunciation. Please correct me if I am wrong, though. Um, Teaming up with Jules for Sunday, uh, which is just a funky, funky track. This one, of course, incorporating a good bit of electric guitars and wiry synths. Loved it. It was just, you know, even though we're coming up to winter, (laughs) got me that good summer vibe, which, you know, I'm really, really appreciating. This week, we've had some absolutely bitterly cold weather down here in Melbourne, which is, you know, pretty standard for this time of year. But good to, you know, close my eyes and imagine imagine I'm in a, a warmer place. And of course, uh, you know, thematically keeping things consistent, there's a big fuck off sun on the on the uh album art or the um sorry, the single art, which, you know, to be fair, that's what the day is named after Sunday. Hmm. Who would who would have thought? <laughs> um, this week, of course. Um, oh, I should mention too, actually, before we get any further, that was sent in, um, self sent in by the artists themselves. So how cool is that? Uh, that's a good reminder that if you do send in your music, you know, if you're an Aussie, Kiwi, or Pacific Islander independent artist, and you've got new music coming out, please, please, please send it in because you never know, might take a liking to it and may feature it. Um, do it by sending it in via email to. AMR Airplay at mail.com. That's AMR Airplay at mail.com. You may hear me repeat that again later on because it's awesome that we are that we get that nice connection from the artist directly. But this week, uh, an artist that I've <laughs> um, built a great rapport with, and I think they would say vice versa, who I think is absolutely awesome, uh, Marty Wilson, an AMR staple, recently came out with her long-awaited debut record. And we had a really, really good lengthy and absolutely entertaining chat with her about all things record and all things uh, music and everything else she's been up to and plus a few other (laughs) random tangents because, you know, why the fuck not? But honestly, uh, Marty is awesome and you really get that, I think, coming across with the interview. Uh, right before that, though, we are going to play another great track from a awesome artist, Anna Smirk, with her new single, Human Condition. Uh, now, this one was a lot, was a great driving, you know, indie rock song, uh, an absolutely 
banger of a chorus, must I say so myself. Um, yeah, she's. I think she's been releasing a bit of music for a few years now, and uh, this one is. Um, this one's out now, and I'm trying to see where her tour is upcoming. Ah, that's right. Next next month, she's going to be playing a couple of shows down here in Victoria uh, at the retreat on Friday the 4th of June, which is not too far away, and uh, Sunday the 13th of June at the Tansel Hotel. So, uh, keep an eye out on those socials if you're interested in um, potentially going along and supporting those shows, and if, if of course, you like any of the artists you hear during this episode, please go and check out their socials, like what they're doing and, and follow their Instagrams for more more fun fun announcements, which I'm sure they've all got plenty coming up. We are, of course, after um, Anna Smirk's new song, which is, by the way, called Human Condition. Uh, we're going to be playing one of uh, the previous singles, which came out quite a while back on the new Marty Wilson record. It's called Astronaut. Great single. I remember when it first came out a little while back. Can't remember exactly when, but I do know it was on AMR rotation back when it did initially get released. Um, and then, of course, we're going to be chatting to Marty, which I'm so excited to hear played back again. Um, you, of course, are here on Bar Talk, and we're right now about to hear Human Condition by Anna Smirk and then Astronaut by Marty Wilson. I hope you like it. Old friends, what's up with you? A darker shade of blue Your skin is thin I see the veins right through Good God You're standing there In last night's clothes No underwear Your fingers bleed From picking at the skin You say there's no Given. 
This is Marty Wilson, and you're listening to AMR. <laughs> oh my God. You're an astronaut, so you need your space. And honestly, I think it's better this way. It's alright, no, we're not to blame Don't you worry, I'm okay Why do you hold this, hold this over my Why do you hold this, hold this over my head Why do you hold this, hold this
instead. Oh yeah, hope that hope that launched you away right into orbit, folks. Just you know, took you up into the sky, kept you at a nice velocity, took you into a zero gravity environment right there because that was just a uh, what would you say, an elevating track, a track which took you to the moon and back. I would say that was astronaut by the absolutely phenomenal and uh, somewhat uh, you know somewhat mistaken Marty Wilson, but. Uh, most importantly, I have the absolute pleasure of having Marty on the line with me right now. Um, Marty, hello, firstly. Well, hello. Welcome, welcome to Bar Talk. That was a lot shorter than I think – that was a lot shorter than I think it was going to be. I, I don't know why. <laughs> what was shorter? The intro. Oh, no, I did I mean, I was enjoying it. You sounded like you were – you know, you'd been, you'd been launched up. You'd, been, you're high as a kite. Been <laughs> – been taken away beyond the clouds. You are up there. I can yeah. feel it. Yeah. It's all rocket science, you know. <laughs> I like it. I, I want to welcome Marty to the show too because uh, she's just come out with a phenomenal debut album, Get Lost, uh, which has been whew, how many years in the making now? <laughs> uh, about 15. No, like it's been two, but it years, feels like a lot longer. 15 days. <laughs> 15 months? Well, Be yeah. specific. Come on. 15 astronauts. 15. No, it's, it, it feels like it's been a long time, but it's, uh, I think it's probably been about two years now. Which is, you know, a, a good amount of time. I mean, not uncommon considering like last year and everything that did happen, but, you know, not, a, not an insignificant period of time, is it? It was not like, a, oh, let's, let's make an album and smash it out. I mean- I'd never done it before, so I didn't really know what to expect, but I think I was particularly picky, which made it take a lot longer. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't think it was the quickest album ever made, but probably not the longest, <laughs> so that, that's good. It's no. somewhere in the in the middle. No, no. You know, just that, yeah, just a nice middle ground. Is that what you reckon you are? You're just middle ground, or is that is that saying you're too vanilla, do you reckon? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd cop that. It's like, what are they – what's that? Uh, Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> just want to stay out of it. I just, if, just let me do my thing. If in the scene of if in the Queensland music scene, you're Switzerland. Who's Germany? Oh, I don't know. If I stand <laughs> for that because I'm Switzerland. Like they wouldn't. They wouldn't. In, in true peacemaker, in true neutral fashion, Marty, you have no opinion I, on that. <laughs> I will not. I will not say. Actually, like I've never even thought about it. Um, I, you know, you'd have to come back to me on that one. <laughs> It has the old, uh, it has the old, the joke. Well, not the joke, but the uh, the uncomfortable fact that Switzerland took all of uh, Germany's money during the Second World War. Well, I mean, who did you scam recently? We'll call them you know, Germany. <laughs> to be fair, I, I didn't even, I don't even know that that happened. Uh, I'm not great with, <laughs> with geography or history, but I believe you. You see, I mean, who did I scam? I don't know. Like, I feel like. No, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, the other night I, I got I got a um I ordered a fireball and apple juice and oh, yeah. they gave me just whiskey and apple juice and like nothing against the place because they make fresh apple juice and oh, yeah. fireball is fantastic. But I said, you know, this kind of seems like just whiskey and not fireball, and they were like, oh, we'll make you another one. But I got to drink both, oh. and so I'm. Like maybe I scammed them a little bit, but not really because I mean I just just wanted that f- sweet fireball. Yeah, so you you did. You, oh, they did 
you did shortchange them. I'm, you know, well, the bar is the bar is Germany. Then I was. <laughs> the bar was Germany, and I mean, like, uh, I think I'd ordered enough at that point that they were like, yeah, we'll we'll just, you know, you just you just take your fireball and apple juice and be quiet. <laughs> At what point of the evening does it have to get to where Marty Wilson has to have a, a fireball and apple juice? Like, are we talking relatively early on in the evening or, you know, after a few hours? Uh, it's it's usually if they're serving it and they don't have pure blonde, then that's that's like, that's a win. I mean, because most places, this was like intense. They squeeze their own fresh apple juice. So, they're putting them into the machine and like popping out fresh apple juice. So, I, I thought, you know, I'm getting my serves of fruit in and also, um, you know, just enjoying the album launch at the same time. It was the best night ever. And um, and just, you know, and just, you know, it would be a crime not to have, have one considering it's freshly squeezed. Exactly. I mean, I don't like the, the, you know, when you used to get a popper and it was that apple juice that kind of yeah. looks like pee and it smells a bit like pee. It smells a bit like pee. And I'm like still not 100% convinced that it isn't pee. Like it just has that vibe. Like, but then you drink it and it's okay. But it's, I'm just, I'm suspicious. I was going to say, how many foodstuffs do you reckon can come under that category where they just, they taste a lot better than they smell? Oh, like blue cheese for sure. I mean, that smells bad, but I, I like blue cheese. Okay. Actually, that's that's a very good point because you can always – I think that puts off a lot of people, I think, because they go, yeah, no, this is way too pungent. And then you go, no, no, it's beautiful. Have it, you know, have it, you know. Like, mm, like a you stinky eat- cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, it's a stinky cheese, but it doesn't taste stinky, you know. Well, I mean, depending on how strong the cheese is and how, how long I've, I've left it in the fridge for, you know. Help. Well, that's a good point. Actually, you know what's really interesting? Fun fact for you. Yes. While we're on the topic of music. Sure. sure. You you actually taste with your smell. So, like, your tongue and your mouth, I think, is responsible for, like, sweet, sour, salty, and bitter or something like that. And then everything else comes from your smell. So, like, if you're eating a piece of apple and you block your nose, it doesn't taste like apple. It just tastes like a bit sweet, a bit sour. Then you unblock it, and it's like boom, apple. Because there is, there's tablets you can take, or yeah, they are. They come in the form of tablets where they where you can coat your tongue in this agent, which stops you from tasting sourness, and mm. then you can eat a lemon afterwards without wincing. And apparently, you know, it tastes quite sweet because you, all your yeah. all your sour receptors have just been. But essentially numb. Like, yeah, like it's like injecting a, a thing of um thing of you know Valium into them. You can't feel a thing. Um, yeah, I think they use that for people to get off ciggies. They like they do that because then people don't like the taste or something. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I've definitely heard of that. I think it's like some kind of natural plant that that does it. Yeah, but they've got it in pill form now, so you can just you know have have a bit of fun with lemons, you know, and 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 yeah. uh and you know then. Uh, fool your friends. You go. You have some lemon. I bet you can't. Bet you can't handle this. Ah, oh, you know, without telling them, have one of these tablets and then um, win whatever monetary value of betting that you've put towards this this dare that you've yeah. done with your friend. I bet I can eat ten lemons and then you know you do it and you're loving life because it tastes so sweet and then you probably have some kind of like eternal meltdown after. But it'd be worth it. Well, I was going to say, I think I, I'm not sure if it wears off after about the seventh one. So, you know, that's you can do that at your own risk, Marty, I feel. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> 
Marty, we came here to chat about your your record, um, and as much as I love shit talking about foods and what you should and shouldn't do and put into your mouth, um, I'm more interested about what what you've put into your record. Well, it did come out of my mouth, some of it. <laughs> Only the vocals, <laughs> I hope. That is, well, yeah, you, you're right, actually. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, just what you've said reminds me. It's like, oh, the rest of the music is coming out of my mouth as well. It just reminds me of, you know, that scene in Lilo and Stitch where he puts the finger on the record player and he opens his mouth and it starts, you know, he starts, like his mouth turns into a speaker. You know you know what I I'm talking about? Because I was totally thinking of that scene as well. <laughs> oh, looks like we've got a Disney stand over here, folks. Oh, yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Like, I wanted my very own Stitch when I was a kid. Like, yeah. you know, who didn't? You, you love the ocean, don't you? So, I mean, I think it's only natural. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they look like they were living a life there. It was, yeah, it was a cool movie. But I do love the ocean. I mean, it's just, it's such like a, I don't know, sometimes I forget, you know, if I haven't been for a swim in a while. And then we were talking about this before, kind of how hard it is to motivate yourself to, to do something like that. And especially when it's cold, like it's getting a bit cold and I'll go for a swim. And, you know, the thought of it is horrible because it's really, really chilly in the mornings. But once you've done it, you just go, oh, I feel like it's just washed away. Every negative thought I had. Yeah. That probably sounds really hippie, but like it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say from up north, but I mean, how, how, I mean, you're from Queensland, not Byron, you know, <laughs> there's not that much yeah. difference. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, and to get to a good beach, you kind of have to go down into northern New South Wales anyway. So, okay. So, yeah. Oh, well, no offense to the Gold Coast. I mean, there's nice beaches there, but I, you know, I'm a Kingscliff fan and it's just over. Okay. Okay. So you got you got your rankings. You've got a personalized ranking, do you? Like, if this one isn't available, you go to the next one, sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got a system. I, I like to. I, all beaches are good, but it's um particularly nice. Like in between, I think like between the southern Gold Coast and Byron, it's like that perfect area where you've got Kingscliff and Cabarita, and yeah, they're just like nice beaches, and they're kind of quiet. I, I don't like places with a lot of people. Just can't can't handle with tourists by the sounds of it. It's not even just tourists, just like people in general. <laughs> just people. I'm I'm sick and tired <laughs> of people. Just they're so annoying. Damn people. It's just no. full mouth breathers, these people. Gosh, can people just leave me alone? No. <laughs> I mean, literally no one even tries to speak to me, but I just it's it's just too much sometimes. You just wanna do a bit of yoga and, you know, chill out on the beach. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm a bit weird in that way. Like I've got mates that can go and be in a crowd of people and just be sort of very at peace. And meanwhile, I'm like, this is way too hectic. I need to sit outside. Do you reckon they just get put off after a while? <laughs> or they look at you and go, yeah, no, no, I'm not dealing with her. No, I don't know. Like, I think I think I can mask it pretty well, but there's, there comes a point when I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can talk anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm a good talker, but as we can probably tell, like, <laughs> look, let's be real. You know, let's just listen. <laughs> I can't shut up. <laughs> Listen, I'm a good talker, all right? <laughs> a real talker. I like words, sentences. I do. Conjunctions. I like them better in songs. <laughs> Actually, on that topic, uh, what what do you try and do you, do you do you think you're are you very conscious when you when you're trying to form your lyrics uh when you are writing or is it a case of that you do you really do just go for whatever naturally does come out? Uh it's a bit of both. Like usually I'll start writing a song and there'll be like an idea that kind of comes to me and the lyrics will will sort of start to form but then it, I sort of do that thing of using like a, a dummy lyric where you're just coming up with the melody and 
singing silly words that you know it's not going to be the final lyric. It's just a bit of like filling space. And then I yeah. go back over. I, yeah, I do tend to think a lot about um, about words and their interpretation. And I love like writing a song where, you know, the one sentence could mean two things. Like I've got that song, Don't Stop. And we were chatting about it, me and my producer. And he was like, it's, it's interesting because it could be like, don't stop or don't stop. Like as in, you know, there's two different meanings. I don't know. It depends on how you say it. It's like let's Instead see of, where the phrase takes us, you know, when depending on the the uh, the tone and the the um the, the way you sort of you know phrase it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Or even having like I, I've written a song recently where there's a, now I'm trying to think of what the line is, but um, it, there's a word that you know how it, the English language is crazy and like some words. Oh, are it's fucked. But said same. It's, the, it's just stupid. Like, I don't know who made it up, but yeah. I mean, no offense to them because I do write with the English language. As, like, that's the main thing. Yeah, I feel like, like you're biting the hand that feeds you at this point in time, Marty. You better watch yeah, out what sure. you do say, which may I oh remind you, you're saying in English. Oh, my God. What have I done? <laughs> We're going to have to re-record this interview again. All right. Swahili next time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, say again, but that's funny because those, because of course people people won't know from um, the fact that our we this is the second attempt we've had a go at doing this because the first attempt we are uh, accidentally deleted it, didn't we? Yes. Well, I mean, well, I didn't. No, no, you had nothing to do with it. That's that's fair enough. For whatever right, reason, it sounded a bit sad. But you know what? Like uh, the next day when you sent me that, I was like. You know what? I had such a fun time having a chat, and we we like you know we had a really good interview, and I thought, man, that went well. And then um, you sent me that text, and you're like, you know, we were vibing hard, and then I don't know what's happened, but it's gone. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it's going to just be better the next time. It's a sign. We just got to. And so I did everything the same today. I was like, you know, eat the same lunch, do the same thing. I was telling you before. I'm I'm like, got to get myself in the mindset to have. An even better interview. I feel like whatever we did last time, it was just too pure for this world and it just could not exist. You know That's what it probably is? Like it would have broken the internet. It was that it was that good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the world was ready for it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. With all the shit <laughs> that's happened. They could they just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I really do. But you were saying before about dummy lyrics and that though. Has there ever been a situation though where you have decided to keep the dummy lyrics and you know you've gone well i can't think of anything better to make up for it let's just just let's just roll with these dummy lyrics and see where it goes i mean like there's times when i've i've kept a song like that for a while but then eventually it will change or like maybe sometimes i'll expand on a dummy lyric um but i've never like fully kept the the initial dummy lyrics i, I listen back to some recordings and i'm like what on earth were you even saying like <laughs> it's pretty crazy like from where where it starts you know this uh, and i'm listening and i'm like i don't even remember singing that uh, that doesn't even make any sense but then you know they can give you a bit of inspiration like some of them some of the dummy lyrics are quite clever it's it's kind of like when you're you know walking around the house and you're going i'm gonna make a bit of toast and like you start singing narrating your life next thing it's a song oh yeah the toast song it's definitely got to be on the next record. <laughs> I actually have a song called Toast, believe it or not. Do you? 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is it actually about toast, or is the toast supposed to be a metaphor? Like, are you, you know, are you, are you roast? Are you there to roast someone, or is it just you know you're spreading someone thin? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm getting into cocky metaphor mode here, Marty. But this is this no. is how songwriters work. Like, I, I mean, this is one of those songs. There's no metaphor. I was just thinking about like the simple joys of making toast. Uh, you know, for the person you love in the morning and sitting in bed with a with a cup of coffee, and so that was kind of like. The vibe of it was very much just about making toast with avocado. How much? How, well, I was going to say that sort of goes. That's that sort of brings up something interesting. Like, at what point are you going to like appreciate the little things compared to the big achievements you've made, such as the, I guess the the fun and success you've had so far with this record? Like, where where do you have to find the balance between the small things and the big things? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think that's that's like a constant theme for me, and something I maybe realized, I don't know, I, I've always kind of known it, but I think I'm starting to realize it more and more. Like, and I think maybe it's like a bit of an issue with, with people is they're like, oh, I'll be happy when this happens. And, you know, I remember the first time I got a song played on the radio, I was so ecstatic. And I thought like, because I, I just never thought that that would happen. And then now it's kind of, it, it's normal in a way. Um, but I've still got to take that time to like, you know, reflect and every time it happens, be really grateful because there was a time when I just thought, uh, you know, how could this this even be that I'm on people's radios? So I think appreciating the little things, you, it's something you got to like practice and never forget, you know, uh, uh, it's hard to explain. It's like those things that once brought you joy. It's almost like when you're a kid and something makes you really excited, like building a fort and then yeah. you sort of lose that. But you know, then I've had times in my adult life where I'm like, let's build a fort and it's going to be just as fun. And and it absolutely is. Oh, pillow forts are always boss, aren't they? <laughs> you cannot go wrong. Like, and it just sort of, it brings you back down to what's really like important and fun in life is like the simple things, you know? You were mentioning before too about your love of beaches and the ocean and that, um, because I see you did record it in um, Narang, um, which obviously, as you know, is not far from the ocean. So, I mean, was it was it very conscious to have that location for recording because of what you know you like or was it a case of, of it being totally coincidental and potentially maybe it had some, had some, you know, unconscious effect on the record? Yeah, like, I mean, it was definitely a bit of a coincidence, but maybe like a subconscious decision because, you know, I, I travel a bit between uh, the coast and Brisbane and play shows like in both areas. And I was like, this is kind of a happy right in the middle. So, you know, I can sort of make it happen on my way down or on my way back. And I think maybe being close to the ocean did play a bit of a part in it, like just the, the general vibe and but it wasn't like something that I decided that I, I wanted to be near the ocean to to make the album. But I'm glad that that's how it happened because maybe people can pick up on that vibe. I don't know. Just, I don't know. What is a like? What is an ocean vibe? Like I know we're going. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a thing, you know. But like, <laughs> it's hard well, to describe yeah. it, isn't it? That's true. I mean, like I there was some bits where we took little snippets of ocean sounds and put them into songs and whatnot, but. Yeah, I mean, then again, there's also times when we put other weird sounds in that have nothing to do with the ocean. So, I I don't know what an ocean vibe is. I think uh, that's kind of like, you know, when people are asking what genre 
I played, I said, well, I don't know, because it's sort of a, like, it's it's the hardest question. I feel like it's really hard. You know, I, I thought it was sort of singer-songwriter, but um, then it's a bit folky and a bit indie. And uh, then I said, I looked up if um, surf, because there's surf rock. And then I Googled like, or, you know, looked up on Instagram, hashtag surf folk, because I thought that sounds like me. And no one had ever said anything about surf folk. So I thought I would just claim it. And that's kind of what, I mean, it's, there's nothing super surfy about it, but it's where I get a lot of inspiration. Is that your thing now, surf folk? Yeah, it's weirdly, like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't really pioneer a, a genre, but I couldn't pick one, you know, uh, that that I really liked the sound of because I kind of can do a bit of, well, I like to write bluesy sort of stuff and then very acoustic things, but it's always inspired in some part by, like, that ocean laid-back lifestyle. So I think surf folk is kind of, it, it is a vibe. I don't know. I think it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I was going to say how much success or you know lack thereof that you've had with this endeavour of trying to get people to <laughs> to take on this term. You know what? I'm going to look it up right now because I want to know if anyone else has started using like surf folk. <laughs> you haven't been casually I- dropping it just randomly, you know, in interviews and and another official, you know, official things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people have put it uh, in sort of, uh, what, what do you call it, like promotional stuff about about me um, because that's that's what the words that I started using was surf folk. Um, and now that I'm looking at it, like it's the, the hashtag surf folk music is just essentially my post. And there's a few others like I can see who's in here. We got Jack Botts and he's like, Oh, Amazing. Yeah. He, I would agree he's surf folk as well. So, uh, fuck yeah, that's good company to be in too. Exactly. And we, we have a similar style. So, like, you know what? If he wants to join the surf folk bandwagon. <laughs> the bandwagon. All royalties. All get, that, get that, you know, that bragging money. I think he owes you a exactly. drink as well. Oh, I mean, of course. Everyone does. <laughs> just by default. Just because, you know, I'm here. I, I, I deserve one. Well, I mean, like, yeah, uh, well, I don't know how that actually works, but I, I would buy, I'd buy anyone a drink if they gave me a, gave me a smile and a good vibe, so. <laughs> tell me, actually, tell tell everyone who you, because I, I couldn't think of a way to bring it up, tell people who you got mistaken for one time, because we were having a good laugh about this last time, and I'm so disappointed <laughs> that, that, you know, I don't care about the rest of the interview, but. I, I swear the way you, the last time you told this story, it got me in stitches. But um, tell people about oh, the time you got mistaken for someone else. Yeah, I don't even know how we got onto that last time, but I was I was walking around somewhere with my guitar and I think I had my hair like done in a bit of a top knot, but with the rest of it out. And someone came running up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and went, oh. <laughs> and then sort of I turned around and they kind of looked a bit disappointed <laughs> And they're like, oh, sorry, I thought you were Amy Shark. And um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was just weird. Like, and it, I, I sort of thought it, it's funny because this was before I even like recorded with Brad, who's Amy Shark's bass player, and I don't even know if I told him that story. But I think we we're saying last time, like, you know, it, if we could swap lives for a bit, like, I, I would, I would totally be up for like taking on the persona. Yeah, so you can you can do it because I noticed she's doing a. a- a promotional thing with Bundaberg Rum now. 
And yeah. I swear I scrolled past the post on Facebook and I'm like, oh, no, surely not. Surely it isn't her. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it's 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 true. It's it's definitely Amy Shark. And, yeah, she definitely looks like Marty. <sighs> I actually, I saw that too, the Bundy Rum thing. And I think it was something about like, a, oh, I don't know. It, it sounded good though. Whatever she was making, I was like, that, I was that, absolutely. Are you, do, you, do you ever get on, I know this is getting off track again, but I love doing this. Um, Me too. Is there a particular Bundy drink that you really like? Um, Considering I mean, oh, you're from that part of the world. Well, no, I mean, like I'm not from up that far. It's like, I don't really, I'm not a huge rum drinker. Okay. And like, I can't really comment Bundy rum, but I can say that my uncle, he like for as long as I can remember, his like thing is rum and Coke, yeah. but it's very specific. It's like the Coke has to be from a can yeah, and it has to be like the glass full of ice and then pretty much like 50-50 rum to Coke and then stir it with your pinky. That's like a very important step. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know, it, it's taken me years to perfect, but, uh, um, he's very happy now that, that I have, cause like he won't let many people make his rum and Cokes. You're so specific about it though. Well, wait, he is. Like, wait, and I, oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. It's like, oh, well, they got to no. have it. And then you've got to bow down and kiss my ring, you know? <laughs> and then you have to put just a little sprig of rosemary in there. But like he, he says, he insists that you stir it with your pinky. So like. I think there must be some kind of magic in that. I don't know. Wait, so who's this? Amy Shark or? No, my uncle. Oh, your uncle. <laughs> Honestly, uh, like I kid you not, anyone that knows him knows he's, he's very particular about his rum and coke and the pinky stir at the end. And obviously he has to, I'm guessing it has to be a specific brand of rum too. Oh, it's got to be Bundy. It's yeah. got to be Bundy. Yeah, I've always had, I've always, um, Bundy has that specific flavour. So it makes me want to. Yeah. It's like if you're not, if you don't feel like you want to punch a bunch of, you know, who's, you don't feel like punching a bunch of people after having a few. Uh, yeah, I feel like you haven't had the full Bundy experience. Yeah, that's the rum rage for you. <laughs> the rum rage. I, I don't think I've ever actually had, I've never had enough Bundy to experience that. Maybe <laughs> try it in a safe environment one day. <laughs> Put you in a padded cell and just let you loose. <laughs> exactly. Shove you. You shove you in the cell with a bottle and go, yeah. All right, Marty, go go nuts. Let's just see what happens. Like one of those, you know, the marshmallow test with little kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here uh, with I'm here with Marty Wilson and we're we're talking a little bit about her album, but a lot about other shit. Um I mean Mainly yeah. other shit. <laughs> mainly the other shit. Actually, speaking of booze, we're going to take – actually, we're going to take ourselves a little break. We're, we're, actually, we're going to come back real quickly. We're going to get ourselves a, a mid, mid-interview drink, aren't we? 7.20 on the dot. Uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect time. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. I'll tell you what, let's, let's take a short recess, and we'll come back with our preferred drinks of choice and uh, uh, lament um, each other's choice of drink. How does that sound? I love it. Okay, sounds good. We'll, we'll be back soon, folks. Don't go anywhere. Don't move. All right, here we are. With um, we're back with our drinks. All right, and uh, I made a little bit of an error. I think, Marty. What did you do? So I was going to go for a whiskey, and then I saw. Oh, okay, um, I see. There's an unopened bottle of brandy in there, and I have no ideas who it was. I think one of our friends just gave it away, and it's not that good. Is there a reason that they? Yeah, there's a reason they gave it away. I can't remember the name of it, but I've seen it before. 
I'm guessing it's more of a mixer. So I was like, mm, that's not that good. I'll put it in some ice. Maybe that'll make it taste better. So I'm like, it's it all right though. It's starting to cool down and it's not so bad now. I mean, I could hear a lot of rattling going on. I was wondering what was happening. Yeah, me just trying to work out how I can stomach this. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was like sitting in the room because last time that we recorded this, I had this metal lamp and I was like, let's do a fake cheers. And I, here's the lamp and it just went ding, like so yeah. beautifully. It was, it was such a beautiful sound. And now I'm just stuck here like whacking drawers and yeah. I'm trying it on this lamp. It's like, this is the sound. <laughs> Not a cheers. There's just nothing. There's nothing will substitute. It's just so shocking. No, it's. I mean, you c- some things we just can't recreate from last time. No, it's that's the problem. <laughs> it's all right. Though. I'm here. I'm here though with Marty, and we're we're talking. Hopefully, a bit more about her album. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I keep getting distracted. I mean, with the with the album too, because you did end up releasing such a, quite a few singles from it too, which came through, as you know, we're talking a couple of years ago now with some of them and then some more recently earlier this year. But quite a few of the songs too, because I remember when I was listening through it, I got, oh, that came out as a single quite a while back. Oh, I remember that came out as a single. And it came to me like, wow, it's like you ended up deciding to put out a lot of them as their own tracks as well. So what was the thinking behind that as opposed to, you know, dropping one or two and then just there's the album, go ahead and listen to it? (laughs) Yeah, well, like that was the initial plan. And um, because, you know, I'd released an EP before that and then a single and uh, had recorded like just this kind of demo track sort of CD, but I've never released that. And then so we were going to do, well, I wanted to do like one or two songs and then the album. Because I thought, you know, like not that many people know of me yet. Or like, I mean, it was it was all right. But like I thought to just dump an album on people would be a bit much. So I wanted to kind of grow the grow the excitement. And um, so the plan was to do like one or two and then do the album. And then it just kind of turned into like over COVID, you know, I, I didn't want to release the album because after a year I was like, right, here's the time. We're going to we're going to release the album. And uh I think I'd released maybe four songs as singles before that. And then, yeah, COVID hit and I couldn't tour. And uh, so I thought, well, I don't really know if I want to release an album if I can't do a tour. Mm. And so that's kind of what extended it a bit more. But I'm kind of glad because, um, I mean, uh, it, it was nice to sort of share almost half of it. I mean, it's 13 songs and I released five sort of quite a bit earlier and then one just before it was fully released. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it, it was nice because like, and even the way that I put it together, I was like, I want the album to kind of go like an unreleased one. And then one that people have heard before and be this sort of nice flow of, of the combination of the two. Um, so that, I don't know, people have got something to sing along to in, in the middle, I guess. You're just prepping them essentially for when you do tour and you're like, just, at least you're going to know some words to some of my songs. Just basting them like a like a Christmas ham, just getting them primed and ready. I don't know what that analogy was, but <laughs> Christmas <laughs> ham. Jeez, are you a bit bit hungry? Are you? You want this nice cozy oh. up? Because you were saying it's very cold where you are right now. It is a bit chilly. Yeah, it's yeah just, just been a cold snap. You're just wanting a you know you're just hankering for a a nice Christmas. toasted ham over the fire. Roast the chestnuts, oh, yeah. Reginald. 
I feel like no matter what, like it, we just always go back to food. But I, I would love like some pea and ham soup or something. That would that would be good. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell, that would be that would be delicious. I think. Yeah, I had like a little uh, soft launch for my my album release with a with a few like uh, well, quite a lot of friends and family, and I was very last minute and just kind of thrown together. Um, just before the album came out and we did a big ham because that's like a bit of a tradition in our family. And we had people like fighting over the ham bone because everyone wanted to take it home and make pea and ham soup. But so mum said no. Who got- I said no. Oh. <laughs> we got the bone, of course. Now we've got pea and ham soup for like years. Oh. In the freezer. Sounds amazing. So she's already made, so mum's already made the soup. Yeah, so mum's done her version and then like, I think I'll come in and give it a go. Like I think it's almost like a pea and ham soup competition now. <laughs> Bit of a family family rivalry going on there that, by the sounds of it. But, you know, like we, we take little tips from each other, so it's it's a good rivalry. It's the kind where you, you're growing, you're, you're evolving, you're making better pea and ham soup for it. So I was going to say, with that little um, listening party you said you had with your folk, with your friends and your folks and that, what was it like mm. giving oh, them the taste was, test, so to speak? It was really cool. It was so much fun. Like I um, I don't know if a lot of them had heard me play live in a while or if they had, it was probably like in a in a venue that was a bit um, like more of a bar, like with a lot of people chatting and stuff. So it was nice to kind of have everyone sit down and listen. Like I haven't experienced that really. Um, like I have in certain situations, but not really with my friends and family, like they tend to come to gigs where I'm like, oh, you know, this is sort of a more chilled out vibe, and uh, it's been a while since I've I've played to a lot of them, and especially in an environment where they can kind of like hear the lyrics. So it, it was so much fun. Like everyone was just dancing and eating ham. So you know, you can't go wrong. <laughs> just the ham, or were they having it with something else? <laughs> oh, there were bread rolls, and yeah, like you know that that classic like bit of mustard and ham and bread rolls. Was was it actually a freshly cooked ham? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Marty, I haven't had dinner yet. Yeah, neither. I'm going to be. <laughs> this is what's going to get us into food. And like the last time we started talking about the whole cooking with Marty thing, like that weird like uh, Instagram. Yeah. Do you, do you think, yeah, how's that coming along? What have you, you haven't, you haven't been showing off your pea soup on your Instagram stories, have you? Snapch- no. I, Snapchatting, I, I, you're I, peeling the pea pods. Oh, actually, that's a really good idea. Like fresh peas in there instead. Maybe, maybe I should do that. Like a combination of the fresh peas. Yeah. But no, I haven't done a cooking with Marty in a while. It's been it's been busy, and I just I keep like making. It, but I'm I'm gonna get onto it and, and get on it. So I feel like there's no excuse. Yeah, there was just a missed opportunity just to get the big the big ham bone and go getting a bone over here. And what are you doing with that's- your weekend? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. When I get okay, well, there's two there's two more bones in the freezer, so I, I'll bring one down. <laughs> the next time I'm next time I'm next time I'm down, I'm going to bring a ham bone. And I'll make a I'll make a big pot of soup. Call me a dog because I got a bone. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Just like wave know. wave it at their face. Slap them with a ham bone. <laughs> Solves every argument. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Um, ham bones. What were, what were you saying? Um, something about the little uh, album. The- yeah, a little album yeah. listener. You haven't you haven't done the mistake where you've accidentally told someone that you wrote a song about them, have you? Oh, I've never accidentally told someone. Okay. I, I always like to point, like, 
I either have made it obvious through just subtle ways if it's a mean song and, like, <laughs> you know, like then I, I wouldn't tell them, but I, I feel like they would know. I like it. Um, Very passive-aggressive, yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm not <laughs> – well, like, I mean, you know, in, in conversations I'm generally quite quite open, but uh, when it comes time to express it in a song, I, you know, I don't know who's actually listened, but I'm assuming that they could, like, connect the dots. But uh, if it's a positive song, like even if it's say someone I've had feelings for and then don't anymore, I'm like I'll absolutely tell them. Oh, that sounds really bad. Not like don't have feelings for, but you know when you're crushing on someone, you know. And to me, that's like you're in that state where you mm. kind of feel inspired and uh, caught up in the moment, I guess. And so I've written a few songs like that, and I'll I'll tell people because. You know, I think that's nice. I'm like, not in a creepy way, but this was about you. And I'm you know, <laughs> not a weirdo, but this is, you just inspired me to write this song. <laughs> <laughs> just in a non creepy way. Yeah. I just, it, it, no, it sounds bad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe it is a bit weird. But most, most of the time, people haven't reacted in, in a bad way. They're like, oh, that's just, that's nice. And, <laughs> Thank you. Wrote a song it's about like, me. Oh, how nice! <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. Took that know, one off I, my I mean, bucket list. Now that I'm speaking it out loud, it sounds awkward, but I swear that it hasn't been weird when it's happened in the past. Well, we'll make you th- like. We'll make you think. With- we'll make you think that. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just going to be questioning everything lying away. Like, oh, oh yes. You know, every you know, you know, I've done a good job at interviewing you when I've. I've triggered an existential crisis. Exactly. I, well, I mean, I mean, I'm already an overthinker as a musician, so you can't you can't trigger it. Too bad. You can't so, topple the queen. <laughs> oh my god! You, I was, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> we, were I me- we were mentioning last time, and I will bring it up again because it's such an interesting, I guess, facet of your own personality. Uh, you were mentioning that you do have the condition of synesthesia, which for those of you who don't know, it's when you can, and you, you'll probably be able to explain it better than I am, but it's where essentially some people may see things like colours almost visually in their mind, or in your case, you're mentioning words. You seem to yeah. be able to visualise words quite easily. Yeah, it, it's so funny because like you were asking me a question last time and I was like, oh, I think it was about something about who would you want to sue you for some reason, <laughs> how we got onto that. But, which, um, which, by the way, I remember you specifically said it was Paul Kelly. So, uh, yeah, but that was assuming that if he was to sue me, it would all be a big misunderstanding, and then we could like just like laugh, laugh it off, and write some really good songs together. <laughs> so, so, not that you'd not that you'd wink, wink, accidentally ripped him off for one of his songs. No, and got I got a little I too close to your influences, you know. <laughs> well, it was about the gravy recipe, something like that, something non-musical related. <laughs> Yes. He's like, oh, you're a musician, and then we could just, like, write songs. That would be fantastic. But, but yes, Your Honour, you'll clearly see in the Paul Kelly recipe it asks for a dash of white wine, a dash of red wine, and a dollop of tomato sauce for taste, whereas I, in my song, Your Honour, it's a dash of tomato sauce and a dollop of white wine. So, therefore, there's clearly no – there's clearly been a misunderstanding there. You don't have a leg to stand on. Now, Paul – Without your guitar and let's write a song. That's that's how I would imagine the court case going down, and then the jury erupts into song and dance. And yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of music videos that, that follow that 
that I can think of that follow that particular, you know, plot line. So, yeah. again, watch what you say, Marty. You know, there's a lawsuit around every corner these days. Yeah, careful what you wish for. But, no, so you, you asked me that question and then I, like, so I have this thing. Like, it, I think it's a combination of, of a few things because I've had a seizure. Like, I had that uh, back mm. in 20, and uh, they thought that it was epilepsy. But, yeah. like, for me, since I was young, I'd been having these experiences where it was like, I'd try to explain it, like, in words. But I was like, because I'd never thought that it was weird. I was just like, oh, you know, like, when you're having a conversation or you're looking at something and then it sort of just stops being what it is and turns into, like, the words that you're hearing or the the things that um, you're thinking mm. and everyone would just kind of go, what the hell? And so this, this is one time I was trying to explain it to my dad and he'd just broken his leg, of course. And, um, you know, I was saying, I, I was trying to sort of explain to him in words what I was visually seeing and it, it just escalated so much uh, that I had a seizure. And then, so for a while they thought maybe it was related to epilepsy. I was on all these medications and crazy things but anyway they long story short they ended up doing this uh long eeg of over five days where i'd like write down when i had one of these visual episodes and um there was no change in my brain activity so no epilepsy and the only thing they could say was uh, that they think it's synesthesia because or i don't even know how you say it probably synesthesia yeah i think that is right yeah (laughs) yeah um because for, for me, it's um, uh, particularly, it happens a lot when I'm playing music. So, like, if I'm getting really into the song, uh, sometimes I just kind of lapse into this world of, like, the words that I'm saying. The, the, yeah, they pop up in my vision as, like, it's, like, in my mind's eye. and Or something as simple as I could sneeze and then I'll see the word achoo. And it's just for a brief moment or, like, I mean, I was in a restaurant one time and, looked at the door and it had text on it and it was just like a, a few letters but I started having one of these things and I s- thought that it said front door and I was like I know that that's not what it says because <laughs> it was the restaurant name or wh- whatever it was yeah. but uh but it, it's kind of like um for some reason my it's like a crossover of two senses so the most common one is where people look at numbers and they'll see them as a color so like mm. you know one might be red and two's a green and and so on and so forth so like people can test it by doing a grid of sixes with like two nines put in there and there might be like a hundred sixes and yeah. two or three nines and someone with the condition just goes boom boom like because their brain just it uh processes numbers as colors and that's mm. like the easy one to explain it's just two senses that have intertwined somehow and yeah that's it's kind of like with me with with vision or vision and uh, and hearing and it's funny even sorry I'm like going on about it so much but even when I speak about it then it triggers uh, those episodes to happen it's it's really interesting so I'm kind of like having it as I'm speaking now yeah with um with that do you think that has some effect on how you do structure words in I guess the lyrics that you put down for some of the songs, do you do you tend to think that may have had an effect on the style of the songwriter that you are? I don't know because it's not like words have a specific color or um, like some people have that where words have a color or like a flavor. But for me, it's more like the emotion behind the words. So it definitely mm. has an impact when it comes to performing because when I get uh, into like a bit of a zone, 
And when I know it's a really emotional part of the song, then it can trigger these kind of uh, visual things. So, like, it, yeah. it plays into it, definitely, and I've written songs about it, but it doesn't really necessarily change how I write songs, but mm. it definitely changes how I perform them. And, like, it, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, it's a weird kind of condition to live with because no one – people don't know that much about it, I guess. It's so hard. It must be so hard to diagnose, too, as – as your own story, you know, exemplifies, I think. Well, yeah. And I mean, like with the seizure thing, like I didn't sleep the night before because I was a bit stressed out about just like various things and uh, like because my dad had broken his leg and whatnot. And then I was like, oh, my mom's got to worry about dad. And then next minute she's got to worry about me. But I think it was sort of like a whole cluster of uh, stuff that happened. And then it, it led to that. So like you say, yeah, it can be misdiagnosed and uh, i think for me that was just an unlucky uh, sort of spanner in the works that drew people away from what the root cause really was or like what i was actually experiencing so it's interesting mm-hmm. on this though i do want to actually chat about the album art as well now um was it yourself that did the album art or no so a mate okay. of mine holly uh nielsen or, okay yeah that's how you say it um did the album art yeah. and her like the thing is paper hands and it's so good because I mean I I love art and I love making mm. art but uh, particularly I'm really judgmental of my own art work yeah. so yeah. it's nice to go to someone and be like just take this and roll with it like and we would have these big chats about what how she felt about the song and how I felt about it and just sort of create this artwork and I look at it and I know that I'm never going to get sick of it because I just think they're all so beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot going on in it. It's yeah, a- lots of like flying cheeseburgers. Uh, and- <laughs> just to make me even more hungry. Yeah, I know, me too. And I'm sure there's a, it looks like it's a cookie or a biscuit rather than a planet. And you got like the, what is clearly a banana for the moon or it could be like a disc of cheese, I don't know. <laughs> so everything just looks like food to you right now. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's this person, but right now they look like a steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, just to bring back another movie trope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it, it was so much fun working with her. Like, I mean, mm. we we had really long chats about like each song and, and what we kind of envisaged for the uh, for the artwork, and she always just brought it to life. Like, we, we were very much on the same wavelength, so that was really cool to to work with someone on that. And uh, like throughout the um, process, I wanted each um, artwork to have like an element of the previous artwork. Yeah. So we started with the planets and then that ties in with the next one. And then as it goes along, there's always like, it's kind of um, like that mirror effect where there's always uh, a part of the last one within itself, like a, like a tiny little version mm. of it. So the part-time lover art has a little poster of the don't stop artwork on there. Um in it so it's kind of like that that was sort of the idea was at the end to have this artwork that just uh mushed together all of those the different artworks which i don't know how she did it but she was amazing and managed to pull it together and it looks so cool well i think it looks cool yeah i'm just actually having a look at them now um i get exactly what you mean because you've got astronaut like the planets and then you're right the um the same figure whatever and standing in the water and you've got salty is the it's like the screenshot of, or the you know, the cropped part of the, the whole whole record cover, which is really cool. It's a really cool concept. Yeah, and it, at the beginning, I wanted it to be like four singles, and each one 
formed like a quarter of the image. So there was one big image and then it was like a puzzle. Um, but then I sort of thought, oh, I don't know, like maybe it's better to do this idea of like just elements from each one and then bringing it all together in the in the final artwork. So I'm glad that it, it worked out how it did. But there was a lot of ideas floating around. But I wanted to like, you know, bring in another form of art. Like music is art and art is obviously art. So yeah. And I'm really passionate about like supporting other um, creative people. So to me, it was so awesome to be able to like work with her and do this awesome like kind of uh, collaboration of just brainstorming and yeah, just making cool, cool art together. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Awesome. I'm just, I'm literally just looking at your Spotify like profile. And for whatever reason, um, and I'm assuming this is auto-generated, it, it does it does say for like uh, under the section of artists that you may also like, like, it has a bunch of them that, you know, pretty make sense. And then it's just got the Australian Chamber Choir. <laughs> have you got a bunch of like fans of, you know, have you got a bunch of crossover with them, have you? <laughs> Actually, you know what I think, you know what I think's going on? Like I used to have these things. The, you know the artists that you might also like and it, it used to be different and then I released the album and the Sydney Morning Herald did a um did like a bit of a write-up on it and um and they were really super kind in what they said and they yeah. gave it a five shot which I was like completely blown away by and um but you know I think um like it's it's a, almost a different demographic that reads um reads the newspaper which is awesome because like I'm um, gaining these new fans but maybe it's it's changing up um the kind of artists that you may like I, i've noticed that my like the age of my listeners there's a big group of them now in the in the sort of older category which is which is awesome because like i've always wondered how do you how to connect with like different demographics so it's it's really cool you're gonna have to really try and get a family friendly show going just purely because you've got this demographic that's very broad now that likes yeah. the music I know, like it's almost more people in that in that demographic than uh, than my my own age group now. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. If I just keep well, doing what I'm doing. Marty, I'm not going to like try and you know <laughs> take over the role of your manager, but clearly uh, there's got to be some. They've got to. There's got to be a collab with the Chamber Choir. Which it, well, like, I joke true. and I say, "Ah, oh, look, Chamber Choir. Let's do like let's get the full orchestra. Ha ha ha!" But that would actually be pretty cool. Like. That would be pretty things. sick. Yeah. It'd be great to hear choir be some, behind some of those songs, though. That would actually be really cool. You got me thinking now. I'll, <laughs> I'll send them a shot. <laughs> or you send them one and be like, you guys have to collaborate. <laughs> yeah. We've, um, we've had the pleasure of our, well, our station manager has had the pleasure of seeing some of the some awesome shows with the MSO um, with some bands like uh, as he as he keeps bragging seeing he was lucky enough to see uh, Birds of Tokyo with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra so that might have to be the next aim to get you with I don't know whatever Symphony Orchestra is available that would be really cool I mean like maybe not Melbourne can- I think they're booked out till 2023 but yeah Brisbane Symphony Orchestra I never hear about them they're probably free uh, hey I'm not going anywhere I mean I'll, I'll collab I don't mind. I, it's funny. I think we were talking about it last time. How like, um, you know, I've I've not really done a lot of collaboration, and how like tolerant my producer was uh, throughout the whole process. Because you know, I I would be um, coming at everything with a very like, mm. I don't know what chord I'm playing, but this, this is the song that I want <laughs> to record, and like, and just having no clue. And he's like, so what keys it in? And I'm going, what's a key? 
Um, <laughs> like, and I've got music mates and they're just going, like, how do you not understand that? But, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things. And so, like, it's just goes to show Brad was very tolerant of me and, like, really learned how to know what I was talking about when yeah. I, I didn't know exactly how to verbalize what I was thinking. But, uh, you know, if a certain sound wasn't right, I would have to call him and mm. be like, it needs to be more of a dung sound rather than a <laughs> Honestly. And he'd go, right, l- let, me, let, me, let me work with that. But... <laughs> So honestly, know, between that, honestly, between that and coughing and then hearing the word, seeing the word Corona in front of you, <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely surprised the album even got put together. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. Maybe you know what I, I just you just make me think like maybe that's even why in in a lot of the songs like you know with with don't stop uh, there's you know it's a lot about like drug taking and stuff and I was like nah in this song there's got to be like some sounds of people um, like snorting lines and, um, you know, like bottle caps opening and just like rowdy behavior in the background. And we were trying to work out how to like fit that in there. And, and it's funny, like maybe actually that is a bit of a, um, you know, my synesthesia playing into it where I, where I want like that, that uh, almost environment or like ambient sound in there to put you in that place. We were we, when we were playing that song in the car. Me and my girlfriend were going. We heard the siren in the song. We're going, shit. Where's the flashing lights? Do I have to slow down to forty? Oh, get out of here. Okay. So you know what happened? This is such a story. And I just remembered is I was listening to like the demo version that Brad sent me, and I'm driving in the car, and it got to that bit, and then I heard sirens, and I was like, oh shit, is that in the song or is that in real life? And then I. There was an ambulance coming up behind me. I was like, oh, get out of the way. And then it was like this moment of that has to be in the bridge, like the ambulance siren. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, my God, imagine how many people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, my God, where's the- I need to pull over. Like, so I hate when people do that in songs, like put beeping horns and sirens, but uh, I did it anyway because I-, I had to. You went to the dark <laughs> side. Exactly. It's like that mem from Star Wars. You became the very thing you swore to destroy. I know, I know. Like when they're doing the traffic report and it's like, boop, boop, and then you go, oh, shit. <laughs> what um, have I done? It does really sound though, sound like, though, you had an absolute ball working with Brad as your producer. What what stands out for him as, a, as the person that you decide to choose compared to maybe other people you've either worked with or have had um, an association with in the past? What really stands out um, as far as Brad being a producer? I mean, I've never really worked with anyone that I don't enjoy working with, but, like, I just kind of went into it and I was like, I'll, I'm sure I'll find someone and I'll just get a, a good vibe. And I think the thing about Brad was, like, he was very flexible and made the whole thing really relaxed and for me, like, you know, I, I was I was a bit nervous, like, going into recording a whole album. And um, I don't know, he, he was just kind of like, you know, I said, do you mind if I bring in some some beers? And he was like, oh, this is what we're here for. Like, of course. So, you know, it, it was nice because I, I was pretty unfamiliar with it. Like, I, I'd done stuff in the past, but it's, you know, it, he was able to put me in that really relaxed state of mind where, like, obviously – you're sounding the best and making the best uh, kind of music when you've just – you feel like you're with a friend and, you know, it, yeah. I'm a bit of a person where I don't like to um, to kind of 
put put my foot down on things and like particularly if someone's really like insistent on something usually I'll just sort of cave and be like yeah okay but he's he's very um like open to suggestions and wouldn't kind of uh put shit on what I was trying to say uh he it's hard to explain like you know he didn't sort of just dismiss if I said oh we need a siren in here or whatnot like we'd always give it a go and you know sometimes my ideas sounded terrible and sometimes they sounded good so I think having that level of like um just real comfort was the best thing because you know we experimented a lot and just were able to have like this relaxed environment and it, it came together like it was just so much fun like there was never not a fun day I, I loved it mm. Nice, nice. It's it's great though, and the fact that you guys got along so together so well, I think, really reflects in how how good the album sounds. It's it's always I know that sounds stupid, but it definitely definitely helps. And it's not just you that oh. I've heard that off. Um, everybody else that's always enjoyed having that good real connection with who they work with the the record or the project or whatever they put together with them always ends up sounding great because of it. Oh, yeah. And like also, you know, someone I forgot to mention with Brad is like he, he's also so good at so many instruments. So like, you know, that was really handy. Like, you know, I didn't have to get in a, a musician every time I wanted something done that I couldn't personally do. Like I, I played the drums on a lot of the tracks and the guitars, but then, you know, he would do the bass or, you know, just start playing the piano. And, um, you know, he did some of the backing vocals um, mm-hmm. when it needed that that sort of extra oomph to it and you know he'd just be like be right back can you just push the space bar when I tell you to go and you know whip out a trumpet and start like (laughs) playing this trumpet solo and he's he's talented in like so many areas and I was just like awe to be honest you know any any area that needed feeling like it was so handy to have someone that could do so many different things it was awesome yeah, yeah. It's just you know, just letting you. It's like it's like the guy that it's like the guy in the movies that goes right. You're driving the plane now. Jumps out the window with a parachute. It's like, <laughs> there's the pitch. There's the yaw. Good luck. <laughs> That's literally what it was like. And then he, you know, he was like a superhero coming back in, and they're like, all right, don't worry, I got it from here. And just whip it all together. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. What a champ. Honestly, he really was. Well, he is. What? Um, let's quickly. Let's quickly mention what you've got coming up for the rest of the year. Now that the album's out, um, what are your plans for the next few months? So I'm just about to head off on tour, and I'm sure that um, I will have announced those dates. I think I'm well, going to announce I mean, them week. I mean, it's coming out this Thursday, so. So I'm sure they'll be announced, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. I mean, like, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, but anyway, I'm heading down. Well, I, I'm announcing. I thought you would have made the rules up. This is your tour. Well, yeah, for God's sake, Marty, be your own boss for gonna, once. Come on. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to announce it before I even know what day I'm announcing it. <laughs> Maybe there, keep there some things under wraps. Well, uh, no. I mean, I'm not I'm not one of those people. I don't like to – I'm not a tease, like, except with an album that takes two years to make. But, <laughs> but no. Nah, Jeez, should I, I start got, digging um, with your exes to see if that – that statement's true or not. I'm not a tease. Am I a tease? I mean, I don't know. You, you're going to have to – you'll have to get in touch, but I, I don't think so. I mean, just just when it comes to music and and uh, food, but that's that's about it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Food, food's my weapon, not – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, come on. Uh, give um, us give us a bit of give us the um give us the cracker. What's what's up? Yeah, so I've got some Brisbane shows like at the end of this month, and then oh sorry, Brisbane, and then I'm going to be playing in Kingcliff, um, which is literally like now that I'm looking at my calendar, I'm like that is a week away. So I need to announce this tour because it starts next, like on Wednesday the twenty sixth, <laughs> and I haven't even announced it. <laughs> like, do you I'm want still, people to I'm show still- up? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like people, are, you know, people don't have plans; they'll work it out. I oh, say so North you, Coast you people are different. <laughs> I feel like you know, a lot of the time, you try and plan something in advance. Someone they're like, "Don't, don't talk to me about the future." But I'm just going to throw it at them last minute. But so we got, we've got next week. Well, the 26th is it starts in Brisbane at the Trifford with like an acoustic Wednesdays, and then I'm going to be in Kingscliff on Friday the 28th um, at the Kingscliff Beach Hotel. And then heading down to Sydney, I'm playing a show there on the 6th at the Lansdowne Hotel and then the 11th uh, at Mosh Pit in Sydney. Um, and then I'm going to be in Melbourne, where you are, on the 18th playing at Wesleyan. Um, Which I'm so excited for, by the way. I'm so excited. We actually get to, like, have a, like, not a virtual um, catch-up, but a real one. <laughs> I know. I know. We're already excited. Yeah. And then following on from that, it's like I've got a few regional shows and then heading back up this way and I'm going to be doing like an, a show in Ipswich at Studio 188 and then the full album launch is going to be right at the end of the tour, um, yeah, at the end of July. So it's, it's exciting and I get to go camping in my car and I can't wait. Nice. Nice. What kind of car is it? It's a, uh, you know, oh, people say they look like those, you know, like a toy car. It's a Toyota um, FJ Cruiser. Is that it? Isn't one of the station wagons? Is it? It's like a. Um, they've got like the white top and then a colourful body, and it's a four wheel drive. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yeah. So I, I built a bed into the back of my my four wheel drive, and it's great because I can go to you know good campsites in it. But that's cool. It's getting to be. Um, it, there's a lot of stuff. So when I sleep at night, I'll put all the stuff in the front seats, like all my three guitars and amps and whatnot. Um. But you know, it's it's still just a car. So I've, I'm getting a van, and uh, that's so. This is my last tour in in my car called Zeus, sadly. And uh, and then yeah, we'll be moving on. And you know, the van's going to be good. No offense to the van, but I'm sad to be letting go. It's all nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. All right. I I just want to say as well, Marty. Thank you so much for coming on the show uh, again. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I mean. It's, it was fun both times. I had a great time. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I'm so keen to see see some of these songs live um, when you do come down next month. We are going to play one of the non-single songs, which we did choose the other week, uh, called Missing Me. Now, you said there was a little bit of a story behind this one. If you could just briefly tell us what was, the, what was going on when this one was written, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I um, was with a mate in Melbourne and she was going through a bit of a, a situation with a guy um, and just like, you know, just, just shit, like relationship shit, never a good time. I don't know, just it was one of those things where it was just messy and yucky and they both kind of still had feelings for each other. So I was, you know, we we were playing, well, I was playing my, my last show in, sorry, Melbourne, not Sydney, and um we went to this house party and I had to take my guitar from the gig and we started writing it um, in the in the middle of this house party. I was kind of mm, singing mm. and she 
just explaining to me the, the story of what happened. So it was kind of like my way of getting her emotions out in, in a song because usually I write songs from my perspective, but it was it was nice to uh, take on like someone else's emotions and, and write a song for them. And, uh, you know, I think we were saying last week how, how funny it was that I have a friend that is in a long-distance relationship. Yeah. And she was like, this is such a sense of comfort. And I'm like, wow, that's funny because it was meant to be a bit of a um, screw you kind of a song. So <laughs> everyone will take what they want from it. But, um, yeah, this this was sort of like a, a song that I wrote for a friend, like on her behalf to say uh, a bit of a up yours to, to this guy. Of course. As you say, and uh, like we were mentioning before, has uh, as far as you're aware, has the person in question um, gotten wind of the fact that the song's about them yet, or are you not sure at all? I actually don't know, but like the friend that I wrote it for is gonna be arriving here in like five minutes. So oh. I'll have to I'll message you and I'll let you know if <laughs> if, if you sent it to him or something. I want all the juicy details, and this is like gonna be why. this is gonna be something we'll have to have shots. Over, I think, uh, a good old fireball, I think. When you, we need when to place you, bets on it. Yeah, yeah. I've always got a habit of just buy, you know, getting around and buying a round of fireball with whoever I'm with. So, it, you that might have to be my target of choice after the show at the Wesley next month. I mean, if, if any shot is to happen, I think fireball's one of the one of the best ones. So, oh. I, I'm so keen for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's, we've knocked. We've, it's on record now, so it's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You will, you will not hear me say no. I'll, I'm there for it. I'm so excited. Marty, again, thanks so much um, for coming in and, uh, you know, doing this again with me. It's been such so much fun, genuinely. It has been so much fun. You're welcome. Anytime. And we'll do it. You know, hopefully we won't have to redo it again, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'll be back, hopefully. <laughs> We're going to make sure you check out our album too. Get Lost, uh, out now wherever you stream it. But you go to martywilson.com or go to her socials on Facebook and Instagram and what have you. Uh, make sure you go and give it a stream wherever you, you stream your music too. And uh, if she's coming to your area when she gets around to announcing the bloody shows, go and see yeah. her and uh, buy her a fireball shot. Thank you. Pat her on the back and uh, tell her that she's awesome, you know. <laughs> that's an order. <laughs> that's, a, that's an order from, down, from up top down here, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know what to tell them, Marty. You champ. Let's let's re- let's let's do this. What what are the good people at home about to listen to? And who the fuck are you? They're about to listen to Missing Me. And my name's Marty Wilson. Thanks for having me talk so much shit on this Monday night or Thursday. Will be when it's released. It was great. I had such a good time. <laughs> Missing me. Um. Now, Marty. Missing me. Get lost. Go away. Fuck off. You get no, you get lost. (laughs) All right, get out of here. (laughs) I guess you've been missing me now, and you bet I've been missing you. Do I want just one night alone with you? I know that would keep you amused Or is it something more That my heart is searching for Well I feel like it's been torn into pieces Every time that I find myself speechless and unsure 
from the Red Line Podcast and you're listening to Bar Talk.
Oh, yes, please, Louise. Welcome back, guys. It's me, Daniel Pan. Going to tell you what we just played. It was Open by Carla Lasso and Romeo, or Romeo. Uh, and, of course, Missing Me by Marty Wilson. Please, 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 if you can, go and give the old record a spin if you haven't already. It's called Get Lost, as we mentioned. It's out now, and she's doing so well. Super keen to see her when she's out. And I want to, of course, thank Foot Stomp for uh, getting the whole thing organized. And, of course, uh, Marty for just being awesome and dealing with our computer issues. Uh, for that first interview that got lost somewhere in the ether to come back a week later and, and sit down with me and uh, do it all over again. I guess I'm, I must be somewhat charming if that's the case. But no, um, props to Marty, full of charisma, and I absolutely love it. Uh, make sure you go and listen to her. Make sure you go and see her play live um, if she's playing a show in your area, if she's already announced the shows. Now, um. I want to quickly mention the song we did play about the song. I want to quickly mention a, a couple of things about the song we did play, which was Open, as I said, by Carla Lasso and Romeo, which is a collab, apparently. Uh, another track, actually, that got self-sent in. Um, so, thank you so much, guys. Um, Carla Lasso is actually in the process of putting out a COVID collaboration album with a bunch of different collabs with different uh, local artists. And this particular song is with uh, a fellow, with the fellow Sydney artist Romeo, so another Sydney song coming through. And I thought it was a really cool mix-up. Just quite, quite really good pop production mixed with that sort of relaxing yet intriguing vocals of Romeo. So, it's a really cool little track, and I'm, I'm definitely keen to see how the uh, how the little project that you've got going, Carla, um, manages to come out, because I'm kind of interested to see how it can get, can get those different artists in. Um, I do like it when we get producers that uh, put out albums like that, a couple of good examples. Well, actually, no, a really good example being, of course, uh, Bucker Solomon's record that came out last year, which, for those of you who might remember, was one of the earliest interviews I did and one that I'm very proud of, actually, uh, which is a great example of that similar sort of thing from, of course, over there in the Solomon Islands, getting those, you know, a bunch of local artists that may not have been heard outside of their local area onto a, a more prominent artist's record. And I really love that. I really love that when um, when producers look local to find what is really just a, a slew of phenomenal talent. So, yeah, definitely keen to hear more. Um, but, yeah, the, of course, there's, of course, songs are all out now by the artists themselves. So, go and check them out again if you haven't already. Um, another, again, great example of why you should always send your tracks into us, amrairplantmail.com, because really, who are we to judge, you know? Well, actually, no, we are to judge, <laughs> but who are you to judge what we would like? You may as well send it in. Um, you never know what, what might actually happen. But, um, of course, if you are um, listening to this and haven't listened to our other shows, Heavy Reborn and The Mint Factory, please do so. Uh, the guys that put those shows together are incredibly talented presenters in their own right, of course, and have put a lot of passion into their shows, of course, with the Heavy Reborn crew, Carly, uh, Jesus, and, of course, uh, Mick. They're awesome. Plus, uh, GM and his rotating staff of hosts for the Mint Factory. 
Uh, they're, they're obviously playing some of the best independent music coming around, whether that be in the heavy sector for Heavy Reborn or pop or indie or whatever in the Mint Factory. Always a treat. I noticed this week on the Mint Factory, they're actually going to be um, having a little chat to Cassidy Ray, who is an artist that we're very familiar with, with AMR. I had the pleasure of interviewing her a few years back when we were, I think, no, I think we were still Bar Talk, but it was before we put out the podcast. But I do know we've played some of her music on previous episodes. And honestly, she is an absolute pleasure to be around. And it's so cool she's back in town. So, um, make sure you go and listen to that that uh, episode when it's out this week. And, of course, the latest heavy, uh, episode of Harry Reborn, which will be out later this week too. Uh, we are going to pump straight into the next couple of tracks because I'm really excited. A couple of great ones are coming up. The first one, uh, the song is called Daydream by the absolute uh, live music uh, store band store, I guess you can call them, uh, the Sea Gypsies. This is a return to form for them because apparently they haven't released a song in a couple of years. And I mean, look, Really, are we counting last year? So, I don't know whether they mean, you know, two years <laughs> minus COVID or two years with COVID, you know, but I, I don't count last year. I digress. However, uh, this is a really cool little track. Uh, I loved how the balance of each instrument is respected in the mix. That's always something I do appreciate. But uh, nonetheless, it is a high energy song, which live bands or bands that are focused on that sort of live music scene always will tend to focus on um so that's always a good strength there but i loved i uh, just love the the also the backing vocals in the chorus it was tasteful it was very tasteful so definitely go and check it out or check the sea gypsies out if you haven't already after that we have uh, a bit of a throwback style song, would you say? Uh, Eliza and the Delusionals' new single, You. Um, now, these guys are very lucky to be touring with the Vans uh, very soon, actually. They, I believe they start their tour next month. Uh, you know, wink, wink, keep an eye out. Something interesting coming there. Uh, enough foreshadowing, however. Eliza and the Delusionals really put the sort of the throwback into this sort of like that early 2000s pop punk. I was getting major Avril Lavigne vibes, you know, for good reason. Uh, but I bloody loved it. Um, yeah, larger than Delusionals, really, you know, <laughs> drawing on some good influences there. You know, including even to the record scratch, which you'll which you'll hear at the start there. But just, you know, as all good pop punk songs need, a just power pop chorus, those those power chords. Um and just yeah, head banging, head banging, you know, driving essence, which I think this song definitely nails. So good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Um, I guess we should play them. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna come back with a bit more of my uh my lonely chit chat. You know, yeah. Uh, be back right in here on Bar Talk right now though. It is as I mentioned, Eliza and the Delusionals with you. And right before then, Daydream by the Sea Gypsies. Don't you go anywhere, folks. I've been tripping on everything I've been drinking cheap red wine And I will listen to anything As long as I got you on my mind Can I swim in your arms? Wrap me up with your touch Light me up 
think you have to complicate it I'm picking pieces to the puzzle now I've made it This is Suze, and you're listening to Bar Talk.
Oh, flappy, 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 flappy. Yeah. Ha, oh, that was Eliza and the Delusionals with you. And before that, Daydream by the Sea Gypsies. Right here on Bar Talk on AMR. Oh, yeah. Big old Big D coming at ya. Alive and, well, no, not live. You're listening to this after the fact. So scratch that. Coming not live and not up your, uh, I'll let you finish that sentence. <laughs> no, coming up your cables and through the Wi-Fi ether into your ear lobes. <laughs> That'll do. No, um, great two tracks there. And um, <clears throat> moving right along, folks, um, because it's very important that you you give me a, a good old chance just to mention um, our socials too, because it's very important uh, because at the end of the day, what are we without our uh, vain attempts at garnering more likes? Am I right, folks? No, but in all seriousness, um, as always, uh, please check out the AMR and Bar Talk socials. I thought it was it was a cool coincidence that this week we ticked over to 1,500 followers on our Instagram, AMR underscore Australia, if you're there. And on the main AMR Facebook page, that's AMR Australia, we just ticked over... Uh, 3,000 likes, I think it was, this morning as of recording, which is, you know, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, go and, go and uh, like AMR's Facebook page and follow AMR's um, Instagram and Twitter as well, because I do pop a few things up there on the Twitter Twitter feeds, you know, because that's a bit of a bit of a crazy world. I, I don't quite delve into too much because, uh, yeah, I feel like you can get lost in the sea of craziness that's there. You'll lose your sanity and your marbles and uh, whatever else comes along with that. But no, <laughs> AMR underscore Australia on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, and, of course, for Bar Talk, make sure you go and give us a like too. You know, we're, we're the little guys here in a big fish. In a big big fish? That, that didn't make sense. With a little fish in a big pond. That makes more sense. Yeah, no, uh, go and check out Bar, Bar Talk's uh, socials on Facebook and YouTube too. Get on our YouTube channel. We put all the uh, isolated interviews up. Well, when I say isolated, I mean just the interviews, <laughs> not this part of the episode. But yeah, just the interviews if you don't want to listen to me monologuing. Uh, and then, of course, uh, also catch us wherever you get your podcasts, I guess. Give us a sub wherever you do listen. If, if uh, you're on um, Apple Podcasts, give us a review too. We need more reviews. And uh, subscribe to us. Yeah, I guess whatever you're listening on. Um, we've really got some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, I won't mention too much because if you follow the socials, you'll be keeping in the loop. But uh, we've got a couple of, I believe, live interviews coming up in the next few weeks, which should be so much fun. I've got a few gigs, a few gigs coming up. Uh, this weekend, I'm having the pleasure of actually seeing uh, Jack Billman live, uh, which, of course... You know, as per last week's episode, we had a little chat about the tour. So, no, I'm actually going to see him at some velvet morning this weekend, this Saturday. If they're, if you're down in Melbourne and um, you want to go and see him, I believe there are still some tickets left, which I'm, you know, really looking forward to. Some velvet morning is a great venue. Um, we're going to Nat Vazen next week at Sookie Lounge, which segues into a great little, uh, you know, segment about talking about our- uh, Promote well, you know our our music and business partners such as Suki Lounge, uh, Bizop Solutions, and of course uh, Music Factory Direct. But yeah, Suki Lounge especially because um, 
with our media partnership, we're going to see we've been seeing some awesome, um, awesome gigs there, and we'll be seeing some awesome gigs like the Nat Vaser show next next Thursday the twenty seventh. So if you're down around the area and you want to come and come along and have a bit of fun with us, um, yeah, come rock up um, and uh, grab a ticket because I know it's going to be an awesome little show. I've yeah been really looking forward to seeing some of her songs played live because if you'll remember from, again, one of the early episodes from last year, uh, so forgive me for my, you know, <laughs> lack of expertise back then, but when uh, me and Shakira interviewed her, I remember we had a good old chat about how the fact that the songs were purposefully created to sound live. So, I'm really cool to see them uh, up close and personal, which should be a lot of fun. That was one of my favourite records from last year, not going to lie. Um, is This Offensive and Loud? And I like how the tour is called Is This Still Offensive and Loud? Because it's been a year since the record's been released or close enough to. And now she's just getting around to the national tour. So, that's going to be so much fun. I know we'll have a few more gigs coming up in the next couple of months, which is awesome. And, uh, of course, lots of, uh, lots of live podcasts, you know, Suki. Suki podcast, the Amar Suki podcast there on the website, which is australianmusiciansradio.com. Again, australianmusiciansradio.com. Very important because that's where you can find all of our episodes embedded on our page. You can find, um, you can listen and find all the episodes for The Mint Factory and Heavy Reborn as well, plus all the other awesome stuff. Um, a few written Articles will be coming up on the website too, which I'm really excited about, uh, courtesy of people like Kim and Susie. Uh, so, keep an eye out for that too. But yeah, so much awesome stuff coming up in the next few weeks. And I'm really excited because we've got such a strong and really talented crew behind the work that's going into this stuff. And yeah, of course, the artists putting out great music, which... Speaking of, uh, I should mention the songs. We're going to finish on a couple of really nice folkier tracks. Um, first off, uh, we have a debut single, which I always love. I love introducing new artists, as I think I mentioned last week. But yeah, I loved um, this. I love this one as well. Uh, Morgan Houston, not quite yet. Now, I was having a little read through the uh, press release on this one, and uh, she unfortunately broke her leg. Uh, last year, which was not fun, you know, and that's never fun. Uh, but apart from that, and lockdowns, <laughs> you know what? She, she decided to write her debut EP. <laughs> Talk about making good use of your time. What did you do last year? Fucking sat at home and watched Netflix, didn't you? You fucking lazy ass. Morgan's out there fucking writing some bangers like this one. Really cool. Nice, um, nice little, it was nice, relaxing, you know, debut to start with. Um, but I'm really keen to see more and hear more, actually, more importantly. But, yeah, not quite yet. It's out now, of course. And uh, after that, the uh, off the brand new EP by Michael Dunstan, which is called Porch, the uh, title track, which is what we're going to play soon. This was so relaxing, folks. I, I you, feel like, you really do feel like um, slapping your banjo on your front porch, rocking in your rocking chair. Bloody hell, you'd think you'd be in Kansas. And I mean, he's from WA. <laughs> Maybe WA is the uh, Kansas of Australia. I don't know. Maybe I need to talk to more Western Australians to get that confirmation. But yeah, it's such a relaxing little song and a great one, I think, to finish on too. Now, excitingly, excitedingly, 
Michael Dunstan is going on a little national tour later this year, starting in August in Adelaide, moving all the way around the country, Melbourne, Hobart, Launceston, uh, Wollongong, Sydney, Brizzy, just to name a few places. And it's going all the way from August to October. So, go check out his socials, because apparently the dates had to get moved because of border restrictions, unfortunately. Again, COVID fucking up everything again. But no, uh, go to his socials because you'll probably see the updated info there for all the events and such and such and the like, um, especially if you want to go and see him live, which I'm sure would be a great show. Uh, yeah, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Marty. Uh, please, please keep an eye out because we've got some awesome interviews lined up over the next few weeks, which I'm really excited to uh, to give out to the world and let you listen to. Um, but yeah, make sure you love one another, give each other a pat on the back, and with consent, give them a like, kiss on the lips. Nice. Uh, but right now, most importantly, uh, you will be hearing these dulcet tones of Morgan Houston with Not Quite Yet, and the relaxing tones of Michael Dunstan with Porch. We'll see you next week, folks. On Bar Talk. Studied your face as if I lose my sight one day. Those stories in my head and imagine what you might say. Listen to your words, even when I knew. Me hard when I'm dropping low.
Radio.com. <laughs> 